Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. Hey guys, happy Tuesday. Hi everyone, how are you doing today? You know, we, we're so used to a countdown and this new software that we use for this stream doesn't have a countdown, so I wait for it and then all of a sudden it says, <laughs> you're live. <laughs> So Brian Davis and Denny Suplee here, uh, founders of Spark Rental. Every Tuesday, we hop on here live with you guys and talk through some real estate investing topics, financial independence topics, early retirement topics, you know, personal finance stuff. So last week, we talked all about, actually, well, no, last week, we interviewed the Wilsons. Um, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. So Erin Wilson, she retired at 35 and um, a few years ago. And then Greg Wilson just retired a couple months ago at age 42 uh, to mostly to spend more time with their three young kids. So it was really Twi fun talking to them. Twins. They have a set of twins and another one. Yeah. Yeah. They've got uh, three kids under the age of five, which is batty. <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> but yeah, so we talked about how they did that with a mix of uh, rental properties and uh, buying an online business. Uh, and of course, regular stock investments. So anyway, it was a super fun conversation. If you missed it, we highly recommend you go back and uh, listen to that podcast episode. Denny, what's up for today? Today, we are going to talk about, and it's, it's a hot topic. I've, I've noticed it in um, various social media platforms uh, about typical rent increases versus the crazy inflation that's going on right now. So how much, how much do you hike your rent? So we're going to talk about that. Um, so if you have any questions, you just have any comments, please put them in the comments. Um, and it doesn't even have to be related to this. If you have a question, just throw it our way or, or even a subject you want us to cover. <laughs> and by the way, we will be diving even deeper into inflation tomorrow in our live webinar. It's a free webinar at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. And we're going to talk about seven ways to protect your portfolio against inflation. Right. So we're going to do a, a deep dive. Yes. And complete, no sales pitch, nothing like that. Just information. Um, I also put the link to sign up in the comments. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but today we're, we're just talking about a, a little bit of a narrower topic of how, how much do you raise your rents during a, a period of high inflation like we're experiencing right now? And just put in the comments if you know you have properties. What do you? What gauge do you use? How much do you you increase your your rentals? Let us know. Um, so Brian, talk a little bit about why bother increasing. You got good tenants in there. Well, yeah, so a lot of landlords, uh, especially newbie landlords, you know, landlords with maybe one or two properties, people who haven't been doing this very long. A lot of them feel reluctant to raise rents. You know, they've been tenants most of their lives themselves. They remember being a tenant and they're like, oh, you know, I want to I want to be my tenant's buddy. I want to be their pal. I don't want to be the bad guy to raise rents. Uh, but that is not how the world works, you know, as, as you can see with the rampant inflation that we're experiencing right now. Uh, rents do go up over time. Um, the value of the dollar goes down over time, right? 
And rents are actually one of the main driving forces behind inflation, uh, which is one of the reasons why rental properties make such a good uh, hedge against inflation themselves. Um, but those landlords who are afraid to raise rents, what happens is they'll, they'll let three, four, five years go by without raising rents. Suddenly they'll realize that every other house in the neighborhood is renting for three, four, five hundred dollars more mm -hmm. than their house. And they're like, oh my God, I'm losing all this money every month. You know, so and then they frantically raise the rent by 300 bucks, 400 bucks a month, which is unfair to the tenant. I mean, that, that is a shock to their budget. Absolutely. And it's not realistic to expect a tenant who's paying 1100 bucks a month in rent to suddenly go to paying 1500 bucks a month in rent. It's not fair so to the tenant. Here you've been nice. All, you think you've been nice this whole time, not raising their rent. And then you give them sticker shock, which is... Yeah, that's way worse than just raising the rent a moderate amount every year. I mean, yeah. what you should be doing is raising the rent every year to keep pace with the market rents in your neighborhood. So, you know, often that's 2%, 3%, maybe 5% a year. Um, right now, with inflation going up so high uh, and with rents rising so quickly, that might mean more than 5%. Uh, this is an unusual period. So just take take guidance from your neighborhood, from the market rents, and use that as your yardstick. Um, don't try to gouge your tenants, right? Like don't don't try to lift the the rent by ten percent if market rents are only up by seven percent in your neighborhood, um, or you know whatever. But aim for the market rent right. in your in your neighborhood, um, and that might mean raising the rents by less than the official inflation numbers. It might mean raising the rents more than the official inflation numbers. Uh, it's really not about inflation. It's about your neighborhood's market rent. So Brian, how often, um, I, for fixed term lease, you, you probably would do it like, you know, at the end of the term, which is usually annual or a little bit more, but what about periodic leases? Like you have a month to month, how often would you increase there? I, I still raise the rent every year. Every um, year. And, and I think it's important to do that, to, to raise the rent like clockwork every single year, uh, partially because of what we just talked about. You know, you don't want to fall so far behind on, on market rents that you end up uh, sticker shocking your, your tenant. But also it sets expectations with your tenants so that they know that the rent will go up every year, but you're not going to gouge them on rent increases every year either. That, you know, the rent, rents go up every single year, a, a moderate amount. Uh, they they can expect it. They can budget for it. They won't freak out <laughs> when when you raise the rent every year because they know to expect it. So I, I think every year, like clockwork, you should be raising the rent. Uh, and if you need to put a, a reminder in your calendar every year, then do what you got to do. Uh, but it should be like clockwork. You need to be running your rental business like a business. Uh, there's there's right. no room for emotion. There's no room for palling around with your customers. You should be uh, professional and respectful and polite and friendly with them, but you're not their friend. Uh, there is some professional distance here, and that's a, a good thing, right? Yes. So also, um, we offer a rent increase letter. It's free. I'm going to put the link for that too. Um, it There are procedures that you have to follow when you're increasing rents, you just can't call them up and say, you're going to pay this whenever. Although some people do. <laughs> uh, and in so, particular, that procedure is there's, there's a, a written notice period. Right. And each state is different. So you just got to make sure and know your state laws. Um, and sometimes city laws too. Some, some yeah. major cities do impose their own limits. 
the other thing, um, and, and we're going to get into like how much currently do we increase rents with what's going on, but I just want to make sure everybody knows there are states and locations that have um, restrictions on how much you can raise the rent. So you have to be careful. I mean, t we all know about California, New York. I mean, that's yeah. you know, pretty, but you know, Oregon just made their, um, their statewide. It wasn't before. Now it is. So, I mean, just make sure you're looking in your location and your um, your states for how much you can raise it, how long it takes for notice periods. Right. And those are typically uh, percentages. So they'll say landlords can raise the rent by up to 5% each year or, or something like that. Um, and by the way, uh, I just put a link in the comments there uh, for maps of uh, states and cities with anti-landlord laws, with, with laws that are very heavily kind of places that have, uh, you know, the rent increase restrictions uh, and other you know, heavy restrictions on landlords. These are the kind of places where you should not invest in, in rental properties. New uh, York or California. Anyway. Yeah. And, and Oregon <laughs> and Washington and, uh, and Baltimore City and Chicago. Um, you know, they might be wonderful places to live and they might be wonderful places to visit. They're not wonderful places to be a landlord or to invest in rental properties. So something to, to keep in mind. So Ryan, Brian, how, how do we figure this out? You know, do you rent, raise it 2%, 5%, 7%? I mean, things are increasing crazy right now. So, so how do you figure this out? Yeah. So at the last uh, official CPI data, which was for March of this year, uh, uh, cost of, of goods and services had risen eight and a half percent on average since 12 months earlier, which is really high. I mean, that, that's the highest inflation rate that we've seen since 1981, uh, which is the year I was born, <laughs> by the way, to give you a sense of just how far back we're talking about here. Um, so, you know, again, it, inflation is not, it, it's an indicator of some of what's going on in the rental markets, but it's not a one-to-one -one correlation. So you really, you want to, like we said earlier, you want to look at what is the market rent in your neighborhood? And that's what you want to raise the rent to. Um, and that might mean raising your rents by less than the official inflation rate, or it might mean raising the rents by more than the official inflation rate. Uh, but the official inflation rate is just an average of all of the goods and services that consumers pay for in the US. Uh, rents have been rising faster than the average inflation rate over the last year. Uh, and some of that is because for the for the first year and a half or so of the pandemic, we had the eviction moratorium in place. So right. that held rents artificially low for, during that year and a half because landlords were afraid to raise rents because they knew that they couldn't actually enforce those rents. They couldn't enforce their lease agreements. Uh, when the moratorium was lifted, the predicted tsunami of evictions didn't happen. But what did happen is that rents started taking off because that uh, you know, all that stimulus money floating around in the economy uh, had to go somewhere. And uh, real estate had already, real estate home prices had been skyrocketing oh, yeah. throughout the pandemic. So rents had been racing to catch up. So, you know, that was one of those unintended consequences of the eviction moratorium and all of the, uh, the stimulus money and the, the enhanced unemployment and all that stuff is that you ended up with all of this money circulating in the economy. Uh, rents had been held artificially low for a year and a half. And then all of a sudden the, the restrictions get lifted and rents start going to catch up with home prices uh, and they just take off. 
So, and don't you think we have to keep in mind that um, labor right now, like finding people to do maintenance or the cost of supplies for maintenance, or if you have to even replace like a refrigerator or something, th those prices have gone crazy right now. Yeah. And you need to keep all this, you know, take it into consideration. No question. Yeah. Labor prices are super high right now. Material costs are super high. Uh, and some of this is what's driving inflation too. So uh, yeah, as a landlord, you have many expenses and you're gonna be paying a lot more for repairs today than you did two or three years ago. So- um, And they even know. have a hard time getting somebody out to do the work. That's true too, given the, the labor shortage among skilled laborers. So raising rents does not make you a greedy person or, or a, a bad landlord or, or any of the other, you know, tropes out there that, that people love to throw around about landlords. Uh, these are the realities of being in business. And as a real estate investor, you are in business and you need right. to act like it. So, all right, I'm off the soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> so um, is there anything else, Brian, that you want to let everybody know about with this, this subject? I know we're going to talk about it a little bit more in depth tomorrow. A lot more in depth. <laughs> right. Not so much about raising rents, um, but we will be talking about uh, seven ways to protect your portfolio and your money from inflation. Uh, and there are a couple bonus ideas in there as well uh, for protecting uh, your money from inflation. So yeah, join us tomorrow. It's a free webinar, no sales pitch. Um, we're going to keep this one pretty light and lean and quick uh, and just walk you through what are the things that you should invest in to protect against inflation? What are the things to avoid during inflationary periods like we're in right now? Um, and yeah, that's it. It's going to be yeah, very direct and concrete, um, no wishy-washiness. We're just going to walk you through what's good to invest in and what to avoid right now. Absolutely. So if nobody has uh, any questions. And did we link to uh, to our article on hedging against inflation as well? Oh, I meant to do that. Sorry, I have that link. Uh, we'll throw that in there too. Uh, but yeah, so red, reserve a seat for the webinar tomorrow. Uh, again, it's 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. It's totally free. It's live. You can ask us questions on the fly. We will be responding as we go. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to see you tomorrow, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern. Absolutely. All right, guys. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Did you know we offer a free eight video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable with each video around 10 minutes long, but packed with information. Visit sparkrental.com slash learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. And we will catch you on the flip side.